Welcome back to Life Unedited. Guys, I am so excited. AC and I have spent the past couple days recording for the brand new subscription that we are bringing to you, which is called Sexploration. And it's going to drop at the end of January. I cannot wait. So it's going to be right here through Spotify, end of January. And we are taking you firsthand inside pillar number four, sexual exploration. We are together along with so many other additional guests that we are going to be bringing in. We are bringing you into our journey, what we learned, but beyond that. So we are telling you our inside stories of like, shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done that. Ooh, that was really good. Like we are going through all of that, but then we are also going to bring in experts or other people who have different experiences than us to tell their stories and to share their experience and to share their research. And the whole point of this exploration piece of the podcast is because I truly believe that once you have your body image, once you know you're worthy and you have your boundaries and those three half, I firmly believe those three need to be in place first in order to enter into sexual exploration in a healthy way. Because let me tell you, sexual exploration is a mind fuck. Like the entire community, journey, all of it is a complete mindfuck, okay? So here's the thing. You have to be settled in who you are. But if you stop at boundaries and you never come back to explore your sexual identity, your sexual cravings, your sexual desires, then there may be, and I'm not saying this is an absolute, I'm not saying there is or there isn't, but there may be the possibility that you haven't been honest with yourself, right? And I don't know that we can be honest with ourselves, or at least I couldn't. I couldn't be honest in what I wanted, in who I was, in all of those things, in a sexual world until I was honest and understood them in a non-taboo world. And the reason this is so important is because this taboo world of sex is still a driving force in suicide rates. It's a driving force in hospitalizations, in divorces, in all of these things that if people felt safe, if they were allowed to embrace it and be themselves, then maybe they could have avoided some of those obstacles and blocks, okay? Um, and I will tell you, I have never felt different. I've never felt better. I've never felt more aligned since him and I started this journey. And it was 
terrifying um, to get started on. And we had no clue what we were doing. So literally, we are walking you through like, this is also comic relief. This is for everybody who is just curious. This is for everybody who's getting started or who has been in it for a little while and is like, I kind of feel alone. Like I need to hear another story. Well, we've got stories. It's also for those who want to start, we are gonna drop some how-tos and some good advice and some where to get started and the things that we did. Um, what worked, what didn't work, what you should never say, you know, in certain situations, like maybe like a, um, a specific club for certain things. And um, decisions we've made that we've regret, that we regretted that had very severe traumatic consequences. And all of this is dropping at the end of the month, you guys. I, I cannot wait. Um, and he is doing a lot of the episodes with me. So I'm super excited also to bring him to you and for you to be introduced to to his energy and his view and his side of things. Um because it's one of a kind. <laughs> so on that note, I just wanted to give you the heads up of what we're working on behind the scenes. And let's jump into today. So let's see, today, I actually want to touch base on that that traumatic episode, that, that traumatic event that I just referenced. And it's really important. We actually, that was the first episode that him and I taped. It's not going to be the first one that drops, but it's the first one that him and I recorded because I really was working on my healing from it. And what we had realized was that traumatic event actually took place back before Thanksgiving. Oh, I don't know if it was one week or two weeks before Thanksgiving, but it was like beginning to mid-November. And Long story short, in long story missing 98% of the details, but I'm going to give you just enough that every woman listening, I am sad to say, most likely understands exactly what I'm about to tell them. Men who are listening, if this, if what I say shocks you, if what I say, if you're like, that can't be true. Even if you don't have those feelings, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase that. Men, every man listening, I have an assignment for you. When you get done with listening to this podcast episode, and when I tell you what women already know, I want you to find the woman in your life who is of consensual age. And I want to ask, I want you to ask her about her experience. Has this happened to her? How many people does she know this has happened to? Ask her her story. Because that's really important. So it's beginning to mid-November. 
And we found ourselves in a situation where I instantly knew I should have listened to my gut. I instantly knew I didn't want to be there. I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. And what happened to me? I never would have expected. I didn't see coming. Like it it didn't even occur to me that it could have happened, but it did. And long story short, I am going to say that I was willfully raped. And you're going to say, well, what does that mean? Especially the men. What is that? What the fuck? You were willfully raped? Yes, I was willfully raped. That means I didn't say no. But I didn't say yes. That means that consent was mistaken by silence. Or silence was mistaken for consent. That's actually more accurate. I think silence was mistaken for consent. That's what that means. Fuck. The fact that that could happen never occurred to me. Not that it could happen when I was 40. Not that it could happen when we were together. Not that it could happen at all. But it did. And it unlocked a vault of PTSD trauma that was clear at that moment I did not do the work on. It opened a vault of fresh brand new trauma because shouldn't I know better? And it opened a a slippery slope of distrust between him and I. Now, I want to be very clear when I say this. That slippery slope of distrust. It was subconscious. At no point in my head did I ever think like, I don't trust him anymore. Absolutely not. At no point did he think that about me. But there was this like, it like planted a seed of doubt. That's probably a better way to say it. It planted a seed of doubt. A seed of doubt that we had never previously had, right? And... We talked. I cried. He was the most supportive human alive in those moments. He reacted perfectly. And I thought I got rid of the trauma. But what I really did was like take a vacuum seal bag and like vacuum out all the air in the fluff. But like the trauma was still in the bag, like vacuum sealed and then like pushed away. So over the following two and a half months, two months, here's what happened. That friction and tension of that subconscious mistrust, it started to show itself a little bit more. It was kind of like when you gain, like you gain, I don't know, eight pounds, right? And you go to put your jeans on, and you're like, well, they still fit, right? Like, they still fit. And if I lay down on the bed, I can get them buttoned. 
but they're not comfortable anymore. That was us. Like, he was still, he's still my person. I had no doubts there. Didn't want to give up. We weren't fighting. But there was just this, like, little bit of, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what happened? And then somewhere in the past two weeks, I was talking to somebody and I went to type something about the trauma and it hit me. That was when this started for us. That was when this friction started. And I texted him and I said, hey, does this sound right to you? And he was like, yeah, it does. I said, oh. And immediately I booked a tapping session. Immediately I called my therapist. Immediately him and I began taking action to say, I thought I had worked through this already and clearly I didn't. So it's clearly time we bring in professional help for this. And I was so happy that we did. Um, And almost instantly, we, it was like like a pin, like pop, pop, right? And we deflated. And like we were right back to where we were like, like, oh, this fits comfy again. Right? It's perfect. Okay. So here's what happens though with that trauma. Ever since that incident, ever since those moments where I was willfully raped, I had a fear that was instilled in me that wasn't there hours before. I had brand new feelings because now I'm a mom. And my fucking God, if I am here at 40 years old and the man who I trust to protect me above everything else in the world is under this roof with me and this could still happen and I didn't scream, I didn't yell, I didn't I didn't say anything. How can we expect our kids? How can we expect our little girls at any age to stand up for themselves? That hit me hard. That made it almost impossible to swallow. And it brought up every doubt, every feeling of being unworthy, feelings I haven't battled about myself in years surfaced again. Because here's the thing, I don't give a fuck what you do for a living care what you teach we all suffer the same insecurities and they rotate throughout our life which ones are present and bubbling at the top and at that moment those very specific ones of feeling unworthy not deserving no self-trust you can't trust yourself you put yourself you put yourself in this situation I was blaming myself okay 
every feeling I had from college was right there with me again. And because I didn't feel worthy, because I was mad at myself, I I wanted to give him a reason to be mad at me. I didn't think I was worthy the way I was, so I might as well give him a reason to believe it, to know, to realize that I'm unworthy. And so everything I did was self, was subconscious, right? Like it, at no point, like I did not set out in like start cheating on him. I did not set out to do something where he would truly, really leave me. But man, I pushed, I pushed, I pushed. And there are moments and times like now, like I'll look at him and I'm like, why are you still here? And he's like, I don't fucking know, but I like you. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how that conversation will go. That's the behavior we exhibit when we don't feel worthy. That is why self-love and self-worthiness and self-trust are so important Because what we don't realize is that if we, if we don't trust ourselves, we're not really going to trust everybody else around us, right? If we don't think we're worthy, then I, then if I'm not worthy for myself, I'm not worthy for you. So what does that mean? What am I settling for? I'm settling for the guy who's going to treat me like shit. And if I don't, if I settle for the one who treats me like gold, who sees me, validates me, respects me, like AC does to me, then I push, I challenge, I try to make you see that you're making a mistake because I'm not worth it. Thank God he never bought into any of that. I am so fortunate and I am so lucky. And I am so lucky that in our conversations since then, we have respectfully looked at how this event was traumatic to each of us in in our own right through different lenses and different filters. So the trauma that he experienced from this happening was not the same as my trauma. You can find those you can find those books in two different sections of the library, right? Like it was not the same. But the trauma that I faced was not the same as what he faced. I was the victim. He didn't protect me. He didn't know I was in danger. He didn't know I needed protection. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. I didn't call out for him. He didn't know. And when I was able to compose myself again and I, you know, came back out and said, we need to leave. He didn't hesitate. He didn't say why. He didn't challenge me. He didn't, nothing. He literally was like, 
okay? And it was clear he didn't know what was going on. And when we got out in the truck, he's like, you're going to tell me what fucking happened? Like, what, what was that? And when I told him, his anger was so palpable. But it wasn't at me. It was at the fact that he didn't protect me. And it was at the fact that he felt like, like, why didn't you yell? Why didn't you call out? Why didn't you let make me aware and let me know so I could have stopped it? And the only thing I could say was I was frozen. I went into flight, fight, or freeze. And I froze. And I froze because from the little girls, from the time we are little, that's what we are taught to do for survival. For our safety, that's what we're taught to do. And we had to learn how to respect each other's feelings and traumas, even though they don't align and they don't match. And you can't compare them because it's apples to oranges. Like you can't compare like which trauma is worse. They are equally as bad, although I know for a fact he's going to say that mine was worse. But I'm going to sit here and say I've seen what it did to him and his reaction and how he felt and took it. I think they are equally as bad. Okay. That event brought on a slew of communication misreads and issues. And it sucked. It was a shitty way to have to learn. But fuck, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. We learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot about our pasts. We learned a lot about how we react to things. We learned how to be quiet and hear what the other person is saying. And it is easier for one of us than the other. I won't say who struggles with it the most. It, me. I definitely, it's me. I'm the one who like doesn't, you guys, I, I, I can't. I'm a fixer. I'm a fixer. But a fixer is the masculine energy. And here's the beauty of all of this. Since the day I met him, for the first time in my life, so much of the fixer in me fell apart. Like it, it started to relax. It started to like, I don't have to hold this peace anymore. I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to be the only one. Like there was, there were still parts of my life, right? But there were parts of my life where like, and I think I told this story 
once. But when we went, when I very first moved here, and he helped me unload the truck, and then we went to U-Haul. We had to take the truck back. We went to U-Haul. We get to U-Haul, and we, well, we realized that there was one closer than the one we were going to go to, which was like 40 minutes away because I picked it when I was in Buffalo and didn't know. But there was one like, you know, five minutes away. And I'm trying in the app to change our drop-off location, and it's not fucking changing. So he says, I'm just going to run in. I'll just, I'm just going to run in and I'm going to talk to him and I'll, I'll get it straightened out. And when he came back out to the truck, I was on the phone with customer service. And he's like, I told you I was going to take care of it. And I'm like, how many times I've heard that in my life? Lots. Lots. You know what it meant? Nothing. You know what it meant? It meant a bigger problem later. No. He took care of it. Like, legitimately took care of it. And it was, that was the moment when I was like, oh, I can really start putting this energy, this masculine fixer energy, putting it down. And I've succeeded in that in so many ways in my life. But let me tell you, you know when I don't succeed? When I watch him get hurt. And it happened yesterday. I watched him. I watched his confidence, his ego, everything. Take a little hit. Whew. Fuck. It was hard. Because then I wanted to fix it for him. And in trying to fix it, I made everything significantly worse. Because I made him feel like I didn't think he was capable. And I made him feel like I thought he was stupid. And at one point he, he said to me, he's like, do you, do you, how, how dumb do you think I am? You don't think I can figure, like, you don't think I can do this? And I was like, absolutely, absolutely not. I know what you know. I wholeheartedly respect you. And I am so sorry. And it, I couldn't figure it out all night long. I couldn't figure it out. Like, I was like, he's, I'm doing something wrong and I'm not trying to do anything wrong. And I don't know what I'm doing that's wrong. Right? Like, I, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Why you think that means that I don't, that I, that I think you're dumb. Like that's, I, I wasn't drawing any conclusions. Like I was so confused. And I kept saying that to him, like, I'm so confused. And he's like, I don't know what you're not understanding. And I was like, and, and so needless to say, communication wasn't working. I woke up this morning and it was like I was hit on the head with a two by four. And I was like, Fuck. I get it. I get it. He knew he was being illogical and irrational. That was never the issue. But it didn't change his feelings. 
it didn't change his confidence. It didn't change what his ego was, was feeling and thinking, right? He still took that hit. And it's not something that happens often, but it happened. And you know what, though? It happens all the fucking time to me. Like, I will look at him all the time and be like, I know this is, a, like, this is irrational. 100%. I fucking know. But I still have these feelings. I still have these emotions. Even if they're completely illogical. So what happened is, as he was feeling those illogical feelings, and I was trying to say to him in a a logical tone like right like I completely picked up my masculine energy and was like I can fix this let me tell you do you know why you shouldn't feel like this because x y and z and he was like well no fuck no shit you think I don't know that how how dumb do you think I am and I was like I don't think you're dumb I just wanted to reassure you he didn't need my reassurance you know what he needed from me Nothing. He needed me to sit in it with him. Which is a lot easier to do when you're physically in the same zip code. (laughs) Just saying. But he needed me to listen. He didn't need me to try and fix anything. And he sure as fuck didn't need me to try and explain to him why his feelings were not logical. Go figure. It was a huge learning moment for me. Sometimes we forget that we are always learning. All of this, all of life is just one great big experiment. We are always learning. And at this moment, him and I are unlearning decades of poor communication skills. And so as we're learning these new skills, it all takes practice and patience. Not one of my strong suits. But fuck, when we got there this morning, when I finally, like I called him this morning, I was like, oh my God, I get it. I get it. You didn't need me you didn't need me to tell you anything. And he's like, no. And I'm like, you just You just wanted me to tell you I was there. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Because I'm right here. And when your partners, your job is to trade off carrying the heavy stuff and holding it for each other and helping each other rest. Like that is, that is what partners do.
so I feel like I could keep talking about this for so long because I feel like we could get into how to set the conversation up so that you know that, that we're doing the right things. How to, we could get into the difference between masculine and feminine energies and how it doesn't mean whether you're male or female that has nothing to do with it because we both carry both sides, right? We both carry masculine and feminine energy and masculine energy is about fixing. It's about doing. It's about protecting. Feminine energy is about nurturing. It's about letting your guard down. It's about trusting, caring, healing. And when you bring those two together, you get this perfectly complete little world. But sometimes you have to trade off. The key is to make sure your partner knows they're just supposed to hold it. They're not supposed to do anything else with it. I don't know if any of this made sense, you guys. Honestly, I'm feeling extremely like deep today, if that makes sense. Um, but that's what I have for you. I hope there was something you took out of this. I'm going to remind you to keep your eyes open for exploration. I'm going to remind you that if you are not currently following me on TikTok or on Snap, you should find me there because I am shifting a lot of my content over to those platforms. They just It just feels more aligned with, with me at this moment. Uh, so you should definitely get on and you should definitely find me over there. And also, hmm, I feel very like, hmm, what's that movie? Austin Powers. Um, also, if you are struggling with the communication, if you are struggling with feeling worthy of yourself. Like if that story resonated and you're like, ugh, I do that. Let's talk. Because I can help you. Let's talk, okay? Um, and I meet with both individuals and couples. So by all means, please reach out. On that note, you guys, I hope you have a beautiful, frigid, screamingly cold day because I don't know what it's like by you. My kids are stuck up in Buffalo in the snowstorm and in schools down here in uh, PA were closed because of frigid temperatures. So on that note, go out and have an amazing day. Mwah.